Hello, I'm Daisy Buchanan, author of Insatiable and the brand new novel Careering, a comedy about work, ambition, passion and how those three things conspire to make our lives more complicated. You might know me as the book inspector from the Your Book podcast and I'm thrilled to welcome you to my brand new podcast, Daisy is Careering. We'll be exploring our relationship with one of the most consuming, complicated passions of our lives, work. Is there such a thing as a dream job? Can we ever separate our ambition from our identity? And what do we do when we love what we do, but we hate the fact that it will never love us back? I've asked some of my favourite friends, people with truly dreamy jobs, to talk to me about what they do and how they feel about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a revealing conversation with a different guest. I've been talking to Emma Gannon, my old office buddy, about feeling the fear, creating curiosity and experimenting, and how she found abundance during a time of scarcity. I really wanted to speak to you for this because your work is work. You have so much insight into working trends, into our relationship with work, and you know, in your book the multi-hyphen method you talk about that how we all need to have so many strings to our bow and how that can be really fun and exciting and empowering and how also it's really hard to stay bounded around that and how how you forge your path and I've you know looked at your career and been excited and exhilarated and sometimes envious and I've kind of pictured you it's like we're all on a motorway and you've stepped off the motorway and you're in a forest and you've got a backpack and like a pickaxe and a spade and you're like building this amazing path all for yourself when did you think that the dots started to kind of join up for you and you started to think professionally there's another way I'm getting off this motorway and I'm charting my path um well thank you first of all for that really amazing analogy because I'm the least capable person in a forest (laughs) we would we would die if I was in charge of us in in the middle of nowhere but no in terms of career building yeah I feel like it is something that I feel I can tap into but I also feel like I'm tapping into my own wants and needs and sometimes that does marry up with maybe what the zeitgeist is doing but I just feel like I lean into my curiosity quite a lot so when I was in magazines and the purse strings were being tightened and people were getting made redundant left, right and centre, at one point it was like the X factor, like who is is being sent home and who's staying. Like it was really awful and it still is. And I find it really upsetting whenever I see announcements of, of big, big closures happening with magazines. And so that was the start of it really is, well, this clearly isn't working. And at heart, I'm an internet geek I love the fact that we live in a world where you can write something and millions of people could see it whether or not it's published in a print magazine and so I think I just got really excited by the prospects and opportunities that we can create for ourselves even from the blogging era in the in the noughties and so I think I've just experimented and lots of things didn't work and the things that have worked have stuck Uh, But I'm a really big believer in multiple income streams. And that does not mean having 17 different jobs. It just means, you know, having a few little, having a few things that earn you money. And that doesn't have to mean being overworked and stressed. But it's hard, like we just said, to set those boundaries. And I'm still working it out now. I think I always will be. 
Brown and I talked about working over, under and through our emotions, the joy and pain of managing our ambitions at the same time as our mental health and why it's only possible to survive office work if you have access to a really good toilet. Office is absolutely not set up for anyone with any feelings or emotions at all they are horrible horrible frightening places and I've just felt you know drained and exhausted and paranoid and sensitive and trapped every day I've ever had to go into an office with the odd exception where you know it's been fine if I felt that I'm not there forever and I can leave I think definitely having an escape strategy is very, very important. Um, But also really good loos are crucial to surviving in an office environment, by which I mean there need to be unisex, shut off, independent loos, because that's the only place, A, that you can have a poop, and B, that you can go and have a really freaking good cry without somebody... Or, or just without having to stop when somebody comes in and remain frozen until they leave again. I should also say that I've over my, my career, I've had so much fun and so many wonderful times. And I don't remotely mean to paint, paint a picture that I sort of turned up to work and then immediately went to the loo and had a nervous breakdown for eight hours. But I think one of the things was that being quite an anxious person and also not realising what anxiety or depression or ADHD or any of these things were and being surrounded by people who just all seemed to be really chilled and getting on with everything and also having very, very high standards, which is, you know, great. But um, but when your way of getting these high standards sort of met and your work done is basically to whip yourself into a state of anxiety, basically by telling yourself how awful you are every minute, then um, yeah, that's that's really difficult. I was very, very lucky that whilst I didn't necessarily have mentors, I had really good friends. Um, and even if some of them I didn't know for very long or who weren't friends for very long, they all were incredibly important to me at different stages of work, of navigating life as a human and, you know, just trying to figure out how the world works. With Itegi Wagba, I talked about whether dream job is an oxymoron, how writers can't divide our work from ourselves and the danger of conflating professional success with self-worth. We're still thinking about ambition in this super narrow way. And if we step out of that, um, I have been trying so hard. You know, there's a meme someone said, and I'm try- desperately trying to work out who to attribute this to. And I've not come up with anything. Um, there are layers and layers and layers. I have no dream job. I do not dream of labour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. And I sometimes... You know, I feel like, okay, I'm lucky in the sense that I like my job, but I am also very clear on the fact that it is still work. You know, I often joke with a friend, she's like, okay, if you were like super, super rich and, you know, you were like suddenly won a hundred million pounds in lottery, what would you do? And I would do mostly the same thing, just at a much slower pace. I'm very honest about the fact that, that my work is kind of indivisible from my identity. And I think more so because of the nature, and probably for you as well, the nature of what I do as a writer. Like, you are literally sharing yourself and your ideas, so your identity is very much tied up with your work. Um, for me personally, it doesn't always feel... Sometimes it feels like a bad thing, because your mood is dependent on how 
things are going professionally sometimes that's amazing sometimes that's just boring sometimes that's bad um I don't think I ultimately mind it but I think it is a luxury that is born of the fact that I am doing a job that I choose to be doing um I think something that I want to try and do just as kind of like a life's goal is to kind of split apart my own sense of kind of worth from my professional success um just because I think that's a dangerous way to live um and I've seen people kind of come a cropper and and that is fine as long as your career is going fine and going well but if it isn't that leaves you in a really sticky position so I'm kind of trying to preemptively (laughs) maybe I sound like a pessimist but I, I think I want to not have my sense of value as tied up with the work that I do and be able to treat it as more of a job. We have many more exciting guests to be announced. Together, we're going to be getting up close and personal with work and talking about everything from our secret dreams and cherished ambitions to awkward reply-alls, shared microwave abuse and 27 mug-strong tea rounds. If you've ever come close to crying at your desk or got a funny feeling in the pit of your stomach on a Sunday night or had white wine and kettle chips for dinner too many times, Daisy Is Careering is for you. Daisy Is Careering is available on Acast, iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Careering, my brand new novel, at waterstones.com, Boyles, Blackwells, Bookshop.org, Amazon and Audible. 